How's it going, everybody? It's Robert and Austin from Gas Money, and we are coming back with episode two of the How We Started series, where we talk about how we started Gas Money, the challenges we went through, and where we're at right now. So basically, um, last episode, I believe we left off with uh, the beginning of 2020, and uh, we're just going to keep going right from there. So I do have Mr. Parisu on the line, as always. Um, Austin, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. What's going on, everybody? Hopefully, everybody's doing good, and thanks for listening and tuning in. Yeah, so, um, yep, like Austin said, we hope everybody's doing good. We always love having you guys listen to us. And, uh, yeah, pretty much we're just going to continue where we left off from last time, which was right when the coronavirus started, if I want to if I wanna remember correctly. Does that sound about right? Yes, yes, exactly. And, and I think we went into, um, you know, after choosing that we wanted to go forward with the independent contractor model. And uh, now, now we just, this is when we start um, working. So basically, I can just start it off if you want. Um, so right now, back in 2020, everything was all up in the air. We had no idea, um, you know, what was going on. I don't think anybody did. And uh, basically, in Michigan, the, um, the, the state government um, was very, very strict. And, and a lot of you listeners, I mean, if, even if you're around the country, um, everybody kind of knows that about Michigan. So um, it was very difficult for us to, to even just get started working. You know, we got everything ready and we were very ready to get started. Um, and finally, we were able to, uh, the, the governor was able to loosen those restrictions um, for us to get working. So we started out with um, basically just our friends as, as independent contractors. Um, we kind of talked to them about how we wanted to do this and how it was going to go, um, gave them their contractor agreements and everything seemed right. And uh, it, it started off great because who doesn't want to start a business and work with your friends at the beginning and, and now actually through it all, you know, obviously I'm my best friend here, Rob with, with me and we're, we're running it. So we want to keep this going. And, um, we talked about, I think a little bit last podcast, how, uh, sometimes it is very difficult to start a business with your friend or friends. Um, but also sometimes like this exception, it, it works very, very good. Um, so yeah, yeah if you want to go into, um, how, how it started out with working with the, the friends at first, Rob. Yeah. So basically, uh, I think to give a, a kind of a timeline for it, it was end of April of 2020. Does that sound about right? Um, yeah, yep. I think that's when the restrictions got lifted. And um, yeah, before I go into that, just to kind of add on to what Austin was saying, the main thing that our friend group has is um, trust and we all have similar mindsets. So definitely that helped out a lot with the business aspect of working with friends, because like Austin was saying, a lot of times people are like, you don't want to go into business with friends, there's, um, it's going to end the friendship. And a lot of times arguments come up and stuff. And believe me, Austin and I especially have had like our disagreements. <laughs> Sometimes there was a couple of times where yeah. it turned into argument, but I mean, we always got through it and it's all about um, just learning to grow from it and using those um, disagreements. Not like we, you got to look at it as a disagreement and not an argument, because if you look at it exactly. as a disagreement, each person has their own opinion. They have that opinion for a reason. So you got to find a way to compromise. And that's what me and Austin do best is compromise. And we, uh, we compliment each other really good. So um, yeah, that's, that's what I had to say about the friends, but basically since me and Austin had been running gas money um, throughout the, like the beginning of 2020, we were telling our friends about it and stuff. They all wanted a way to help us out. They thought it was a great idea. Um, 
kind of us connecting them with clients and also just working with us in general. I mean, who doesn't want to work with their friends? So basically it started out with me and Austin working. Um, we just pay ourselves through guaranteed payments. If you're a business owner, that's, that's just another way of getting paid for services that you do. And then we would hire our friends as independent contractors. And I want to say we started out with, uh, was it two to four of our friends who are working with us? Yeah. Um, yeah. That sounds yeah, right. Think, yeah. Around two or four of our close friends. And basically we just, right as, right as everything opened up late April, we already had a couple, uh, more than a couple jobs lined up. Actually, I think it was around 20, 20 to 30 jobs like lined up. Um, we'd already talked with our friends. We had a plan for how to get these jobs done. And right as soon as the governor opened everything up, we were like, all right, guys, let's go get it done. So the, the first couple weeks of May, I believe it was, we were, um, we were working super hard at the same time. I was still in high school technically, but everything was online. So I basically didn't really have any classes or anything. They didn't count for a grade. So I didn't see a purpose in going. And that's how a lot of the seniors were, um, at the same time. So it was pretty much like an early summer for us. And in our view, the summer meant that we could work as much as we wanted to. So it just started out, we would all get a ton of jobs, um, pick up as many shifts as we could, and uh, just just get to work. And um, Austin, if you kind of want to go into a little bit of how we kind of grew from there and the, the relationships, how those developed, um, just yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want to I want to first start out with um, one thing about business is uh, a huge thing, actually, is that time is of the essence. Um, time matters. Like, first of all, you can look at that at two different ways. You know, time is of the essence where you need to you know get things done, get your business started and get it rolling as quick as possible, because there's there's, you know, almost eight billion people on the planet. Um, somebody else is probably thinking about, if not starting what you're doing already. So that's one way to look at it, but also that timing matters so much. And I think that we got, I, I don't know if, if you were thinking this too, Rob, but it was, it was a very perfect timing for all of the things to happen like this because COVID, you know, set, set school and everything like that back. So then that gave us the opportunity to work more and spend a lot more time with the business and do all of those things from the, the very beginning. Um, so we were able to really start that, you know, word of mouth and promotion um, around, around our County um, as, as quick as we could, other than, you know, um, having to balance the school with that too. So um, that's a huge thing. You know, a lot of businesses struggled uh, in 2020. Um, and I think we, we actually, well, we had our our very best year. And it was the first year, but we did, we did really, really good, um, for our first year. So going from that, um, that's, that's just one thing I kind of wanted to just rant about real quick, how timing really does matter. You know, um, there's a lot of businesses out there that are huge businesses and they will all say the same thing. Um, you know, tech companies, uh, Amazon, um, right when, you know, the dot-com era and everything like that back in the early two thousands and in late 1990s, um, that's, that was probably the perfect timing to start an online, you know, selling company just because it was almost the first thing that was doing it. And then now look at where they're at. So there's plenty of other examples that I could go into, but, um, just so everybody knows time in business, time is of the essence and time matters a lot, um, for when you, you do things. So yeah, and just to go off of that too, like we were that we were kind of following the motto of finding an opportunity and everything, because mm -hmm. obviously like there's a lot of businesses that went through hardships and like that was really out of their control. But um, very fortunately, the industry that we were focusing on lawn care, landscaping, stuff like that, there's mm -hmm. no contact involved. So 
we, although we were shut down for the first part of 2020, we're very fortunate in the fact that that timing of the shutdown allowed us to plan out how we were going to spend 2020 working, how we were going to get all of our contractors out there. And then by the time we were able to work, everything was set up so nicely. And we'd had the perfect amount of time to where, okay, now we're able to work and we had the, the best year that we could have for a startup. So we're, uh, we're very thankful for looking for that opportunity. Exactly. And that, then that, that goes into the next thing that I was going to talk about is that smooth transition into the growth um, and, and, you know, getting more contractors and more clients. So um, at the beginning, you know, at the beginning of every company, of every startup, of every new thing that you do, you always do your best work and every, you know, obviously you continue that through your company, but um, at the beginning of anything, you want to do top notch, you know, everything that you want to do um, ha has to be the best job that you do. So that's what, that's what we really focus on. And we still focus on today. Um, and every business should always treat your business like you just started yesterday and you'll never do a poor job for anyone. And so, that's what really started that word of mouth um, for the clients to come in. And we were generating many more clients and getting, you know, our phones were just kind of blowing up at that point. Um, and there was first couple months, especially as we moved into June and July um, for the busy months uh, for the summer work. Um, but that's, it, it kind of caught us a little bit off guard. And that is what really showed us that we need to get more contractors because we want more contractors and more students and more youth to experience what we're experiencing and, um, you know, get them their part of their pie. So that's exactly what we did. We, um, I can't remember exactly what we did to get the first, uh, couple of new contractors that then sparked, um, you know, the next steps for that. Did we, was it just kind of a post that we did like on our personal social medias? Um, just to kind of promote it a little bit or what did we do exactly, Rob? Yeah. So I think it started out kind of word of mouth from our friend group. Like we, um, we were still like in contact with a lot of people from high school. So a lot of those friends mm -hmm. that we had ended up wanting to work with us and that was part of it. And then I believe it was sometime late July after we had gotten like a couple more contractors and stuff, we had the the brilliant idea of putting on our Snapchat <laughs> stories like, hey, like come work with gas money, you can make up to $15 an hour, maybe even more if you want, you're totally independent, you set your schedules, you can work with your friends. And I think we got like what, like four or five new contractors just from a simple Snapchat story post. Yeah, like yeah. social media in terms of both clients and contractors for gas money in our experience was easily the biggest influencer in our success um yep in terms of fireability and workability yeah exactly and for any business too i mean gary v i don't know if any of the listeners now gary vaynerchuk is a huge advocate for social media marketing and obviously he owns his own media marketing agency and everything so um he's really big on it but that's is it, it was a very simple thing that we thought and all of, you know, all of our marketing in 2020 was very, very simple. I think the most complex thing that we did is we actually scripted out an ad and uh, we, we had a video and everything like that. Um, but even that, you know, you, you, you can go on there and social media marketing is insanely cheap uh, right now. And Gary V's always saying how it's, you know, get in right now. This is the best time you need to start, you know, whatever you, you think you're good at and you can market it wherever and whenever you want on social media for a very, very cheap price. Um, and that's very true. And also what Rob said, you know, the, the brilliant, I like how you said it, the brilliant idea of posting on our Snapchat story. It's funny because it's just that simple. Like you don't overthink anything. Um, 
especially in business, you know, at the very beginning of your startup or, or at the very beginning of anything that you want to market, um, it, it, it can be simple and that, that can help you out. And it, it doesn't have to be complex. You don't have to overthink anything or you don't have to spend, you know, thousands of dollars to, to really make a difference in your company's uh, results. Um, so yeah, that's, and that yeah, goes that's back just, and right to how we started was literally just knocking on doors, like as simple yep. as you can get. And then, I mean, every, every, every place has a starting point. Our company, we started right at the bottom, knocking on doors. We were using like old lawnmowers from our parents. And then now we're up to the point where we've, we've got people working for us. And I mean, it's, um, it's amazing just how much, how much you can grow from, from uh, basically starting at the bottom and working your way up. Um, in terms of like marketability. Exactly. I mean, there's, there's a different point for everything. Like obviously um, me and Austin, were very fortunate that our parents like helped us out and starting and everything. But I mean, even no matter what your situation is, especially living in America, I mean, if you have a goal and you're dedicated to it, you can achieve that goal if you put your mind to it. So there's uh, there's my motivation for the day. <laughs> but, um, it's all yeah, about the so. consistency yeah exactly yeah. i know what you mean yeah all about being um, consistent but yeah i guess yeah, um if- to get to get back to like kind of like our pathway um pretty much like throughout the summer like we were working tons of hours like and we enjoyed mm-hmm. it like i didn't really see it as work i don't know uh, I, I feel like you you feel the same way austin um like oh, exactly. yeah it's obviously like we're going out and working but we're doing it with our friends i mean it's nice out we're getting a nice tan like all my friends like all my friends were jealous because i had like a nice tan i was working like with obviously like i had a little bit of a farmer's tan going you know but <laughs> i mean i came down to florida state that fall with a tan that matched everybody else almost like normally if you're mm-hmm. a michigan kid going to florida state you're not going to match so like just like i was i just loved working in the summer and like i didn't see it as work even though we were working like I don't even know. Like we'd get up what nine o'clock, like it we'd was... start working like nine o'clock, a lot of days, maybe even eight o'clock. And then we'd work until like dark, like eight or yep. nine o'clock at night. Like just trying to get as many jobs in as we could. We got and, the, um, uh, we brought out the headlamps sometimes too. Yeah, we, could t- <laughs> yeah, we, we made some headlamp yep. investments. Um, so we could work like, even if it got dark, if we were like working on a job, we didn't have to quit it halfway through. So, um, and that just like made us hungry for more success and like hungry to work more hungry to grow gas money. And, um, I guess this is a good time to kind of bring up the, the first realization that we had about how successful an app could be. Um, because mm-hmm. we wanted to scale the whole, like our whole goal, like throughout 2020 was like, man, this, this idea of connecting student contractors with clients. I mean, it's similar to a lot of other ideas out there, but it's unique enough for if we wanted to scale this thing and go statewide or nationwide or even worldwide, like it's very possible. But the thing that we struggled with was that we didn't have anything automated. At that time, we were taking all the phone calls. Um, we were doing all the scheduling on our own. Um, and I think we've mentioned this in the previous podcast. And um, it was kind of, it was really getting stressful as we kept on growing throughout the summer. I think we started out with like maybe 30 to 40 weekly lawns. By the end of the summer in 2020, we were up to 80 weekly lawns. And that wasn't including all the other jobs that we had. Like maybe we'd get like 10 to 20 job requests on top of that per week. And um, it was getting pretty tough to manage. So um, that's really what sparked this talk. Like, man, what if we made this application you can download on your iPhone or Android, and it's going to connect you as a client with a student contractor, or in the sense, if you want to work as a student contractor, you can market your services, clients can go on the app and find you and then hire you and pay you right through the app. And, um, yeah, I think that's, I think it was in the summer when we first started, like really thinking about this idea. 
And yeah. um, that just motivated us even more, um, even more to work hard and keep on growing it. And pretty much we just followed that same pathway throughout the summer of spreading the word of it, hiring more contractors, working on marketing. And um, once we got into the fall, I think that's when uh, when we really started thinking hard about this app. And I think that's that's about when we called um, when we got in contact with RJ, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, it was funny, the, the story before I go into that, I just wanted to mention, um, through 2020, the company was molded. So not, not so much different, but it was, it was definitely molded in, in almost a different way than how we started 2020. You know, we wanted to start it to, uh, basically just get, get more people on board with us and how we're going to do that was use independent contractors. Um, it ended up being our friends at first, and we didn't, you know, obviously we wanted to scale it from there, but we didn't have an idea of how, how to do that. And then it, it just kind of molded into, okay, let's, let's build this student led workforce and let's, let's, uh, we, we would gain so many experiences through this summer and through all the work that we did, um, just to then realize like, we want to spread this experience and this knowledge to as many contractors and as many students and as many, uh, people in the youth generation as we can and then that that is what kind of worked it into okay you know we have a website that's working good but that basically just sends everybody to our unautomated system um, that we were working you know plus with with that system plus doing all the work not all the work but um keeping up with jobs as well rob and i were doing both so we were definitely pushing 60 to 80 hour weeks more than likely um which it's, it's kind of funny because you hear, you know, all the entrepreneurs out there that uh, the, the Elon Musk and the Gary V um, it's 80 to hundred hour weeks, um, especially even, even at a developed company um, you're still going to do that because you have that passion and it didn't feel like work. Uh, just as Rob was saying, it, it just, it felt great. You know, we were, we were molding it into what we wanted to mold it into as in spreading it to, all of the youth out there and trying to get them in that mindset that they can do it. You can't put an age on success and all of those things. Um, so then we would go into now like, okay, we're, we're having the success that what we thought we were going to have now, how are we going to scale this or how in the future can we scale this? And we were like, okay, how do you build an app? <laughs> you know, like that's, that's the biggest thing. We don't know how to code or anything. I think Rob, didn't you take a um, computer science uh, class in high school and you did not do too hot yeah, in the class? I took or... <laughs> a, uh, computer science class and uh, definitely not my, not my skill set. Um, and part <laughs> of it was cause like the class was half online and like, I don't really do well in an online setting which I've obviously like had to adapt for it for COVID, but <laughs> yeah, I definitely did not do good in that class. So I was like, Austin was like, Hey man, you took a coding class. Like you can easily like start working on an app, right? I was like, no, not at all. <laughs> not we're at gonna all. Have to, we're gonna have to find somebody. And it was yep. kind of funny because yep. when we started out, we were thinking of like to save money, just hiring like students, like at U of M, we have a friend that goes to U of M and uh, he has some friends there. And we were like thinking like, why not just hire them? Um, but then we, like, I guess that kind of leads into the call. Um, Austin has a cousin that works for a software company. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the name is. Um, I don't know if you know Austin, but, um, yeah, it's a crit critical start. It's, um, I think they're based down in Texas right now. Um, I think they're, uh, cybersecurity is what they, they do. Um, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what they do. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, anyway, um, I, I was just thinking like, 
you know, I know this guy, he's in that cyber world. Um, and we, we did a little bit more research into the company and saw that they do have an application as well. And we were like, you know what, it's, it's basically family. I didn't know him, you know, super well, but, um, this is kind of another thing that I want to get to go into is don't ever be afraid to reach out to learn or to reach out to find a mentor or, or something like that. Um, especially if it's your family, like they're, they, they only want the best for you normally. Um, more, most families, I guess that's just speaking off of average, but, um, it's, you, you guys just got to reach out all the listeners. Um, you know, you're not going to know everything. And, and, I I'm stubborn. Rob's stubborn. I mean, we we're all kind of stubborn with what our thoughts are on everything, you know, but it's, it's really difficult to learn and teach yourself everything in order to get to where you want to be. Um, and finding the right people they've, you know, that have been through it and you got to talk to the people that have been through it or are currently doing what you want to do because they've been, they have their experiences, they have their downfalls and their, their problems that they went through that, they have solved if they're still going in that direction that you can learn from them and not have to go through all of those downfalls and those problems as well. So um, just another, another thing I wanted to add in about um, reaching out to people, but yeah, that's, uh, it was kind of funny. We were just, I think we were um, in a meeting or something like that at my house, Rob. And uh, yeah, we, were, we were just kind of we talking about Austin's this. house kind of hanging out and yeah. that's when the idea came up, like, and you just text him right on the spot. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was like 930 Eastern time at night. And um, I was just like, I got him on Facebook. I mean, I don't have his number, so I can just message him. <laughs> and yeah, so, so we just kind of made a quick message. Um, you know, can you can you, hop, can you hop on a call with us? We have some questions about, you know, app development and everything. And and uh, just to talk about our business in general. Um, and I think he responded in like five minutes and he was like, yeah, when are you available? So um, that's. Yeah. And it, it, it seemed like a hard thing to do, but it was super easy. And after you start doing those things, it, it gets really, really easy. And those people want you to reach out to them most, most of the time. Um, they, they just, they want to spread their knowledge and their experience. So um, that's uh, if you want to go further into then what happened when we got on the call and everything, Rob. Yeah. So it ended up being like the perfect like situation because I mean, this guy's he's been through it. He's, he's experienced everything that you need to know in business. And um, he's most of all successful. And he, we told him our idea. Um, we kind of like told him the vision that we had for the app. We told him what we'd been doing throughout the year, um, gave him some numbers that we'd made so far. And immediately he started kind of listing off like a checklist of things we needed to do. Like, okay, he was like, okay, you guys need to um, find a software company. First of all, like right now, like you want to start this as early as you can. So start looking for software companies. Um, I think he gave us like a, a time period too for all these goals, um, mm -hmm. like maybe like a month or so or something like that. And then he was like, okay, after you find the software company, you're going to need um, kind of like a sketch of the app for them. Like they're going to want to see what you want this app to look like. So come up with some designs, um, use like a Photoshop app or something, um, kind of come up with a design of way, the way you want the screens to look. And then um, I'm trying to think of some other stuff he was telling us, like, just kind of like to prepare. Think, yeah. Yeah. Just, just experiences what they had with their, you know, development company, because a lot of companies out there, those coders, they know how to, you know, build the app for you, but the majority of them aren't going to build it for you. You know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're not going to give you suggestions or anything like that. So he was basically preparing us for the worst uh, case scenario that, that this, this, you know, um, 
company that we would go with just wants this document um, of exact descriptions and how the screens had to look and everything like that. Um, so yes, yeah. you did. Was it, was it two weeks or was it two months or I it think was, it was two weeks. It was two weeks. I'm pretty sure now that I think about it. And that yep. like, yep. that was really like a wake up call, like man, like, and like, once we got off the phone, we were super excited. Like we were like, man, like this mm. guy knows what he's talking about. And like, we both at the time, like, like he was testing us. Like we we're like, man, he's testing us. Like this is really an opportunity for us to to take a hold of. And if we can show him like that we're that we're worth it, like we can even like have a mentorship in here. And like we still talk to mm-hmm. him today. And like he's still helping us out with everything. So as soon as we got off the phone, we were like, all right, man, let's get started. And keep in mind, this was like, I think it was like in the fall sometime. I think I want to say late fall when we were doing this. So yeah. well, it was before you left for college. So when did you leave? Oh, for yeah, college? yeah. So it was actually it was in, it in wasn't mid-August fall then. then. Yeah, it was yeah. mid-August. Wow. So yeah, so yep. it was mid-August because I was still hanging out with Austin at his house yep. before I went to college. So at that time we were still doing lawn mowing and everything. I was preparing to leave for college, um, getting everything ready. So I was already super busy. Austin was already super busy. And this was like, it just became our main focus, like on, on top of working, we were like, all right, let's get this done. So we started like meeting up regularly. And um, we first, I think the first thing we did was we made that document where we kind of like wrote out everything that we wanted in the app. And then we started designing like actual screens um, using Canva, which is like hopped on good old Canva. (laughs) Yeah. We've, we've used that for so much things. It's like, it's this uh, free online photo editor. Um, No, we're not sponsored by Canva. We're just, we're just saying (laughs) from experience, it's been super fun um, to use and super helpful. And um, we basically just use that to mock up a bunch of different screens. I think we came up with like 20, 25 different screens for this um Mm. prototype app and we just made them out of nowhere like we didn't have any like we used a couple references of other similar apps but everything was original and Mm. um basically at the same time we were trying to figure out like how the heck are we going to hire a development company like that's not something that you normally do like on a daily basis like just like hire a development company and i think that's around the time where you found out about this is yeah and this is again like i said uh earlier in the podcast timing it times weird like how things happen and how i think both of us are firm believers um in you know everything happens for a reason and uh it's it's crazy how this happened so um just to give a little story basically um rob had already left for college i bl- right was that is that true yeah i want to say yes. i already left you did um because i was at that time working out a lot with alex and everything um, so we had just gotten done with a workout. Um, one of our friends, Alex, uh, uh, worked out with me and we were on our way home and he was, he was going back to his house and I was going back to my house and he called me and he goes, Hey, uh, my girlfriend's at this party and she wants me to come, but I don't want to go by myself. Uh, are you, are you okay with going? And I keep in mind too, like, I really, I think I knew like, obviously him, his girlfriend, and maybe like one other person there, but nobody there I knew like, well, (laughs) other than, you know, Alex and his girlfriend. And so I was like, um, let me think about this. And, you know, in the end, at at that point, and a a lot of my personality too, um, I'm pretty open. I like to, you know, meet new people, talk to new people. And so I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll go. So I turned around um, halfway home 
and we ended up going there and I met a kid there that was actually, this is kind of just random context, but he lived in Dubai for uh, like eight years or something because his dad uh, was out there for work. And so he got a lot of, you know, more than likely a lot of business knowledge and, and different cool knowledge out there because that's just a super cool place. Um, and then he came back here and I was talking to him and he was just wondering, you know, about gas money, just because everybody was talking about it and um, how that works. And then I just mentioned, obviously, you're having a conversation about what you're doing. Then you ask what they're doing. And he goes, well, I actually um, have a software of my own. Um, and, you know, we got a developer, we built it and everything. And I won't go into to the, the details of the actual software, but um, then that brought up in my head, well, how did you do that? Like, how did, how did you find this developer? Um, you know, do you have any names that I, or numbers that I could call or contact? And he goes, well, it's Upwork. You got to go on Upwork. And I was like, well, what's, what is that? And um, so he kind of, of explained, like, it's basically just where developers and um, I think they, they have a lot of services on there now, but it all kind of started with um, computer developers, app developers, and, and all of those types of services where um, they can go on there as contractors. And um, it's kind of like a gas money, but uh, it's not, you know, students and youth. It's, it's pretty experiences, experienced app developers and everything. Um, so I was like, well, that's cool. Um, and I think I, did I text you that night about that, Rob, or did I? Yeah. You, you text me and we're like, Hey man, we yeah. got to look into this Upwork thing. And yeah. um, I ended up like doing research on my own. Like they have a website that you can use. They got an app on your phone. I downloaded the app and was just mm -hmm. kind of learning about it. And basically, yeah, like we were like, okay, this is, this is a great start. Let's go for it. Um, yeah, it was kind of funny. I think developers. Yeah. we were a little skeptical. I think we both were at the beginning. Um, like, is this legit? You know, it, I think it was pretty new at the, well, no, actually they were founded a while ago, but um, it just the, the interface didn't look super good. So we were just a little sketched about it. Um, but we did more research and realized, you know, they have a lot of investors and in this it's, it's a great company. So um, we, we ended up going on there. And what you do is you fill out a, basically a job request form, like on gas money. Um, but you, put in, you know, your project, like what you want, uh, built, um, you know, a short description of what, what the app's going to be about. Um, and then you basically send it out there, uh, for all of the contractors to, um, apply for a spot on your, you know, a, as a, a developer on your project. And, um, I think it was like three days that it was posted. What did we have like 40 or 50 applications already? Yeah, we got a ton. Like we just posted out like a general application. Basically, you put in the yeah. app description, what you want for the app, the timeline goals, your budget, everything like that. And we just mm -hmm. posted it to everybody. And we, yeah, like 40 or 50 requests, like not requests, but like people that were reaching out to us at the same mm -hmm. time. Yeah. So, yeah, we were, we were so. pretty happy about that. Um, and but then at that point, we were like, well, how do we choose? <laughs> you know, like, how do we go into this and, and see who's good and who's not? And you know, potentially weed out any scammers or whatever, just people that say that they can do it and they actually give you a bad, bad product. But um, we, I think that process took about two weeks for us to kind of, you know, do some research on, on all of them and then go over their profiles and their projects that they've done in the past. Um, and we, we made a top five or a top three. I think we did a top five. Um, yeah. I think the, we did a top five, narrowed them down. 
And um, like, I think the, like, did we decide to call them once we made the top five or did we wait a little bit? I think, well, that's or, like not we made call the... them, but set up a meeting with them. Yes. I think once I think... we made the list, it was like, mm-hmm. we, we narrowed it down. Like, okay, like who should we, who should we get in contact with first? And then yeah. we ended up selecting Mr. Chris Dayton, who um, we actually ended up going with at the end. Like at the time we didn't know, like we had just mm-hmm. um, found this guy. He looked pretty legit. It's um, it's actually, it's called Dayton LLC out of, I want to say San Viejo, California. I think it's Aliso Viejo. Aliso Viejo, yes, Aliso yes. Viejo, California. Yep. If we're saying um, that, LLC. if we're saying that right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. But um, anyways, yeah. So basically, we reached out. We say, hey, we um, we see that you want to help us with this application. Would you be able to do a Zoom sometime? And um, he's the um, it was Chris Aiden. He's the CEO of the company. Super nice guy. Super helpful. He goes, yeah. Um, let me know when you guys want to talk. And I think we got a call within the next day or so. Um, with him yeah. and uh, was, I don't know if Alexis was on the call too. She's one, no, she wasn't. She's one of his assistants no. um, and our project manager um, for the app currently. But basically we just talked to him as a CEO. He um, kind of like laid out the process. They have a, a multi-step process that's super helpful. Basically like they talk with you, get all the information about your app. And then um, they help you design wireframes, which are like the basic, the basic black and white structure of how the app will look. Then they go in, they talk about, okay, this good with you. If you like this, they'll add color to it. Once they add color, you got to confirm that. And then from there, like the development stage happens. And they're, um, the best part about this company that we noticed in the meeting is they were super um, caring about their customers. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed like any question that we had or anything, if anything came up, they would be right there on speed dial for us. And that was the main thing that stood out. Um, that was, it was obvious that that was, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what sold us um, yeah. to this company because it was obvious that Chris cared about his customers. And um, at the same time, he's, he's a younger guy. I want to say mid to late twenties, probably. Um, that's just a rough mm. guess. I don't know, Chris, if you're listening to this, um, but <laughs> maybe he's, he's yeah, a lot so, younger. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, he, um, he basically like had a similar story to us. Like he grew up and um, he was really, into entrepreneurship as well. And I think Mm -hmm. he started working at some tech company um, and then eventually just decided to start his own firm, um, which is where we were hiring them. And then um, when we finished the call, this is what stuck out to me most, I would say. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, Austin, but he told us, okay, before you guys decide to hire me, I want you to talk to at least two other companies and get their opinions. Um, see what they can do for you because I don't want you guys just to co- go with me because I'm the first person you talk to. And that was yeah. like huge because that really showed us like, okay, this guy doesn't need, he's not in it for the money. He's in it to actually help out and he wants to make sure our company can be as successful as possible. So yeah, um, that was exactly. huge. And then, yeah, I think, I think another, yeah, another ahead, one, just, just to, so we stick on that. And then another one um, that kind of stuck out to me is back on, uh, the call with RJ, how he, you know, was basically preparing us for the worst possible situation that, you know, we find a company that makes a great app, but they just want us to, you know, send them literally everything, you know, designs, descriptions, uh, you know, how we want it to look, how we want it to, to work. Um, but they were just like Rob was saying, they were so caring with, with what we wanted to do in our product and everything that this company, basically walked us through that entire process where they have a design team. They do that, you know, help us do that. Um, they, they basically show us where to put, you know, our text and, and what they even have all of these, uh, 
what do you call it? Suggestions too on, you know, what they would do, which is definitely not, I guess, uh, from RJ's experience, definitely not how uh, the developer world normally works. Um, they're normally very, you know, straight into the point. I can do this for you. Just provide everything for me. But Dayton LLC helped us extremely with that because we would have had to learn, you know, teach ourselves so many different things in order to, to get the app built. But um, yeah, to go off of where you were at Rob with uh, where he wanted us to contact a couple more people. Um, do you want to go into those other people that we contacted and how it actually worked out really well? Yeah. So basically um, we definitely took his advice and we were already planning on talking to some other people and mm -hmm. um, we pretty much narrowed it down to a top three. So it included data and LLC and then two other companies and um we, we got on the phone, we set up meetings with both of these other companies. And um, I mean, both of the companies that we talked to, it just seemed like they were kind of like, oh yeah, you guys are just, like they obviously didn't say this, but it, it was obvious that we were just another project to them. And mm -hmm. they were kind of like, really, they weren't really geared towards the, um, the, the linking of contractors and clients, like that gig economy based app mm -hmm. that we wanted like a lot of like one of them that we talked to said that they like made a lot of games like they had made a couple card games um they were really good at like graphic designing and stuff and like um games that were going to need a lot of high frame rates and um like where they would look good whereas mm -hmm. we wanted something where it was more functionality than like good looks good graphics like we we're not going to make a game like obviously mm -hmm. like a lot of these companies were experienced in and then another thing I think that stood out is like, I want to say like, they, they just didn't really seem as open for questions. It sounded more like we were going to give them our ideas, then they're just going to go mm -hmm. ahead and develop and like, we can't really stay in communication with them throughout the process. I mean, that's kind of the vibe that I got from it. And I think Austin, um, you as well from both of those companies. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It just seemed like they weren't going to be there for us if we had questions and that they, it was just like another job for them. Mm -hmm. So um, basically, yeah, we, we talked to both those other companies and like from the start, I had a gut feeling that was, I don't know why I had it. Um, maybe it's just everything like you got to trust your gut, trust your intuition. But as soon as we got off the phone with Chris, um, with Dayton LLC, like for the first time, I was like, man, this guy really seems like the one that's perfect for what we want. So mm -hmm. we, we followed his advice and we wanted to make sure we got a couple other opinions. But after the calls, like both of us just had that gut feeling like, okay, like it's pretty obvious at this point, like we should just go with Dayton LLC. It looks like they're the best for us. So um, that's what we ended up doing. Yeah. We, uh, we it, gave him a call. Yeah, go yeah. ahead, Austin. I was just going to put in, it comes down to um, in business, you got to make, this is a, this was a huge, actually probably one of our biggest decisions that we've ever made is, yeah. you know, going with a company. And because we had in the back of our heads, we know, that app development is not any type of development is not cheap. So we, we were putting essentially putting our eggs all in that one basket with going with that company. Um, but yeah, no, I, I felt the same way uh, with the gut feeling. And, and that's another thing too. It's, it's like a lot of times, I think Jeff Bezos actually said it, the, the CEO of Amazon, he said um, the majority of his decisions, even in business, but may, you know, mainly in just life in general, are made from a gut feeling and you know people can there can be logic left and right that you know this makes more sense than this does but um you know who knows what's going to happen uh numbers are not always correct so it's it's what it comes down to in the end is is how you really feel personally because if you make a decision on anything 
And you're just, you're just going to keep that feeling in your gut and you may regret that someday extremely. So, um, sometimes you just got to go for it. And that, that's exactly what we did. Yeah. And I remembered somebody, uh, I think it was my, my dad used to tell me a lot. And then there was somebody else, um, that was really influential. That was, um, I know Austin was mentioning Jeff Bezos, but talking about the importance of listening to your gut. Um, honestly, I remember from a show I used to watch NCIS, the main, uh, the main character Gibbs, he was like the leader um, of this team. And he would always say like, that was one of his rules. Like he had the set of rules for everybody. And one of the rules was uh, never go against mm-hmm. your gut. Um, and like, yeah. I mean, it just, it was just such a strong gut feeling that to, for us to think about mm-hmm. it, like we were like really trying to actually like put thought into it and stuff, but it was like, man, like if we ignore this, um, this gut feeling that we have, like we're going to regret it. So um that's pretty much how we made yeah. our decision and uh yeah just to emphasize the importance of trusting yourself and not uh not overthinking stuff because i mean we could have thought about it for like a week and could have overthought it and been like man like let's just go with these other companies they've done a lot more styles of apps and stuff and we could have been like totally in a different place right now so um that was that was a huge right. thing and what is uh what does big big sean always say uh, what, what's no that mistakes quote that you like? No, ever, no mistakes only in lessons. life. Yeah, no mistakes in life ever. Exactly. It's only lessons. So yep, that was a, that, well, that's a huge thing because it go, goes along with not overthinking things. Because yes, you you need to you know think about decisions enough where you can logically while also having that gut feeling. But also sometimes you don't see the logic at the very beginning. So um, yeah, it, even if it is a mistake it's actually not a mistake. It's, it's a lesson. And that's, you'll learn from that and you just keep moving forward. You never, never, ever look back on a mistake that you make. You just got to keep going forward because this is your life. If you want to keep dwelling on, on the mistakes or your past, then it's, it's, you know, you'll never be able to go to that next level that you, you always want to, if you just keep keep dwelling about what happened in the past. Yeah. And, and a huge thing you guys got to remember is mistakes only become mistakes if you don't learn from them. If you make a mistake Mm -hmm. and you learn from it, that becomes a lesson. And that's pretty much like what the idea is behind that quote, no mistakes, only lessons. If you learn from the mistakes Mm -hmm. that you make, that only helps you out because people are going to fail. And like, say we would have went with the wrong company, that would have been a mistake, but we would have learned from it. And that would have helped us in the future for future decisions we would make. We would have learned, okay, man, we, we might need to trust our gut a little bit more. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's just a thing that um, I think a lot of people need to realize is if, if you have the mindset that when you make a mistake, that's what it is and that you don't find a lesson within that mistake and you, you never learn from it, then you're just going to keep making the same mistakes over and over again. So um, think, especially yeah. in the world of business, you gotta, you gotta be able to learn from it and see every failure as an opportunity for a learning experience. Yeah. I think really what it comes down to is you can't just, you know, stick on that was a mistake because some people just, they won't ever come, you know, to a conclusion that they messed up and that's why they can never move on and learn from it, you know? So mm-hmm. that's, that's the, a, another huge thing is that you have to come to that conclusion and just, you know, put your ego aside and say, you messed up. It was a mistake. Now let's turn that into a lesson and learn from that. And then let's, let's accomplish some things and get some stuff done looking at the future instead of just, you know, continuing to dwell on that and, um, you know, not, not just taking into consideration that you did make a mistake. Um, cause you got to get over that threshold in order to, to continue in life. So, um, yeah, yeah that's, for sure. 
just another one of our motivation rants, I guess, to it. Yeah, add we, on. Love, we love okay. adding that, uh, that motivation into the, uh, these podcasts, kind of spice it up a little bit for you guys, make you want to listen some more. And, uh, but yeah, I guess to kind of yep. continue, um, once we got off the phone, to go back to the companies that we talked to, um, basically, we got off the phone with both of them. We were like, all right, man, gut decision, let's go with Aiden LLC. So we got in contact with them the same day that we made our decision. And uh, he was automatically like super excited, obviously, that we decided to go with them. Um, and he, he even asked on the call, he was like, all right, how many other companies have you guys talked to? And we told him like two other companies and they both didn't seem that well. And he was like, all right, then, um, then I'm happy to work with you guys because he knew that we had looked around and we weren't just going with them because, um, because he was the first right. one that we talked with. I think he went as far as saying, um, like, why, why did you guys choose me? Yeah, um, that he, was... he did. He asked us yep. why we chose him. And, um, like we just told him, like, it seems like you care, you actually care about your clients and, um, that you actually want to help us make a good app. And it's not just another company that you're checking off the list. So, um, yeah. that's like, that's awesome on his part too, because there, it's not often when you hire a company, um, you speak to the, the CEO of that company. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what we did there. And that just shows that he's not just trying to sit back, let everybody else do the work. He's really invested into that. So that's a good example if you're, if you're, especially if you're a startup and we kind of took from that too, about um, it's all about mm-hmm. the relationships. So um, I'm yeah. trying to think where we went from there. Um, once we talked with him, uh, I believe he kind of like gave us a rundown of everything at first and then he was kind of like planning out like a, a general timeline of everything. And then um, the main thing was setting up a meeting with our project manager, I think next. Yes. Yep. And, and looking back to real quick, um, we made that document with, with, you know, those designs and everything. And like I said, you know, they have a designer and, and they helped us out along the way with that, but that work didn't go to waste. We actually sent that over to them and that just gave them that much more of a, a, you know, realization of what exactly we want. Because if we didn't have that, you know, with all of those very detailed descriptions on how we want this to work, how we want this to work, uh, how we want clients to get connected with contractors, um, you know, how we want the payment in there, how we want all of these different, you know, features and everything, then um, we would have had to, first of all, figure out how to put all of that into words um, while we, you know, we're just on a call with him or, or the uh, um, pr- uh, project manager and everything like that. But we were able to just send that document over and it definitely sped up the process. I think I even remember, didn't he say something about it? He was like, wow, that, that was very detailed and it's going to help us out a lot. Um, yeah. In this process. Yeah. So it ended yeah. up helping us out a ton because mm-hmm. like for a second, like once we started talking to him, we were like, oh man, like, um, good thing we made these street, like screenshots and stuff because now that's going to speed it up a lot. And we basically just showed them the screenshots and like we had a lot of text in there too. And I'm pretty sure like they were able to come up with the wireframes just solely based on those, if I can remember correctly. Yes. Um, yep. Like the whole entire layout of the app. And when they showed us it, like that was that was huge. Like it was a huge realization. Like man, like this is actually going to happen. Like we're actually going to have an app out there on the store in a uh, mm-hmm. in a couple couple few months from now so um yeah i guess just to uh we can go through you know the process on how basically we you know we both had no idea we had you know rob had i guess a little little bit more knowledge than i did because he went through that computer science class but um nothing in like actual development and how it works in the process that we have to take and what we have to do so 
we we learned a lot um we can go into that process and we'll probably want to wrap it up for this one and we can continue um after that if you guys want to hop back on for the next podcast but um so i guess if you want to go into rob like the the first step was the the wireframes um and how when they said you know we're we're gonna start making the wireframes we were like okay so what is that? Are you going to like get some wire and, you know, put it up on a board and like, you know, like design it in front of us. I was just so confused, but um, no, they were like, basically a wireframe is just a black and white version of um, in just very, like as simple as you could possibly get um, for them to almost make a slideshow of screens that we can see the, the end to end product. I know you, you like that I say that end to end thing, Rob. Um, yeah, but that, says that a that, lot. That the end to end product um, for the app, and then you know how we want it to work, where we want the buttons to be, um, and everything. And then that after that, um, is that when we after we signed off for those, we went right into the uh, design phase, or where did I miss? Yeah, I, I believe. Yeah, after that, um, we went right into the design phase, and basically that's where like we told them the colors, kind of the layout that we wanted. Um, like basically like the logo that we we're going to use everything like that and then they pretty much filled the wireframes with color and then added more screens um mm -hmm. and if you if you don't know much about like app development um anytime you create a mobile app there's going to be different screens within the app obviously so like on like say like uber's app like they have like the main home screen like and it features like the map and stuff um has the functionality to schedule a ride and then whenever you click a button it takes you to a new screen and essentially when they're in that design phase and also the wireframe phase all as well um they're just putting these screens out there so each time you click a button what's that button going to pull up and then oh it's going to pull up this yep. screen so basically in this stage we kind of sat back like they needed like some things from us like they they requested like the logo the color scheme um but this phase mostly we kind of just sat back and it was like a waiting game just to see once they get these screens done and um mm -hmm. at the same time too just to offer context i was at florida state by this time um mm -hmm. so i wasn't doing any more labor work um austin i think you were still doing jobs at the time like starting to get yep. into the fall um, yeah yeah that's when stuff yeah, we were doing the leaves and, um, and everything. And on but, top of this too, like I, I feel like it's good to mention also, we were still keeping up with all the scheduling, all the calls. I mean, it was it was getting stressful because my first year of college, I had um, honors calculus two and accounting at the same time, which were super hard. Definitely not like the best choice for freshman year. Like it was pretty <laughs> tough. I ended up not doing well in either classes. I obviously like I still passed them and stuff. Um, still got the the grades that I needed to keep on with my major but it was definitely getting stressful for me because we were making phone calls with people um we were paying people like all of our contractors we were making sure all the schedule lined up and then at the same time austin had his jobs that he was doing at home i had my school and at the same time we were working with the app development company out in california and doing weekly zoom meetings with them and making sure that everything was staying on track so that was definitely stressful it was but at the pretty same hectic time, it was, to say the least yeah yeah, yeah. even though well, it was hectic at the same time it was like super motivating and like we, we just had a passion for it um well that's the funny part and i want to go into that actually um what what passion can do like if you have a passion for something you'll do whatever it takes and it doesn't you know you'll never put it 
on the back burner, I guess you could say it'll always be there. Even if you're doing other things on that, you know, you, you can have five front burners if you want, but it's always on that, that front, you know, uh, part of your priority list. So that's, that was the funny thing, we, you know, as you went over all of those different things that were going on, yes, it sounds a little crazy, but um, it's, it really wasn't, you know, we, we used our time and that's when time management really comes into play. Like we were getting up early and we were going to bed very late. Like, that's just, that's just how it works. I mean, you, yeah. you can, there's a lot of time in a day. Um, yes. You know, a lot of people will always say, you know, I really wish there's, there was more than 24 hours in a day. I just, there's, there's not enough time. Well, you're sleeping too much or, or you're, you're on your phone too much or you're watching Netflix too much. You know what I'm saying? So it's, that's, you can free up a lot of time to be productive, um, in a day. And we really, uh, came to that realization when, um, all of this was going on and we did it because we had that passion for it. Um, it didn't really feel like a sacrifice to, you know, not, not play that next call of duty game or, or not, you know, go out to a party that weekend, um, to do all of these things. It didn't really feel like a sacrifice or, or even like work. It just felt like something that, we needed to do because of that end goal that we have or that, that big goal, obviously it's not the end, but um, just that big goal now that everything has started. And, you know, once we hired, I think Rob mentioned it, but once we hired that company and we started developing the app, it, it just put in our heads something totally different that um, that mindset just completely switched. Yes. You know, we were uh, working 60 to 80 hour weeks, uh, with the labor plus the scheduling, but now we have that on top of that, but that's, that's what we wanted to go into in the future and how we wanted to run this company. So, um, it didn't matter how many things were going on and that's, that's how important passion is for something. So if you really think you have a passion for whatever it is, and if it's in business, awesome. Um, you, you'll, you'll never, um, have a problem with making sacrifices to get to your goals for that. Uh, you just got to find it. It's, it's all about searching for, for what you want to do. Um, yeah, and, I, you know, go ahead. I was going to say, I couldn't have said it better. I, uh, like yeah. passion, passion's huge. If you can be passionate about anything and find an mm-hmm. opportunity, um, no matter like if it's a sport, if it's a business like this, if it's like knitting, I mean, you can, you can find a passion in anything. And, um, <laughs> if you want to make money from it, or if you just enjoy doing it, I mean, that's healthy. Yeah. That's healthy as well. So definitely find, mm-hmm. find something you're passionate about. Um, and were you going to add something? Yeah, just, just a quick thing. And you kind of went into it. Like it's, it's healthy to do the things that you're passionate about. And you know, the opposite obviously is doing, you know, forcing yourselves to do things that, you know, just don't make sense or are it's, it's a dead end job or it's just a job that you hate, you know, never, <laughs> you know, life, it's, it's always about perspective. Um, you know, we have a long life, but at the same time, if you're doing the wrong things in life, then it's going to feel like a short life. So that's, it's all about how you look at it and how you, you make decisions in life. So never, no matter what happens, if, if, if you're going to stay at a job and you're saying, okay, I'm making good money, but I absolutely hate waking up and going to this place every single day and doing these things every single day, you'll be able to find something that you're passionate about. You just have to come up with, you know, different things that you think in a time frame, and you have to make a goal and just do it. You can never hesitate um, to get away from that, that very, very unhealthy situation um, to get to a, a very healthy one with passion involved. So that's just what I wanted to add real quick. 
about the yeah the so and honestly i think that's a great um a great stopping point for this podcast it's been um almost an hour i think just under an hour so um that's our yep. goal is usually to make these between 40 to 40 minutes to an hour so um we'll definitely have that part three coming soon and um in part three we're, we're pretty much just going to keep the story going as always so basically we'll talk about um where we went with the app development how we moved into 2021 um, with the coronavirus still going on and essentially up until the point hopefully where we're at now um, with app development almost being complete and our app getting ready to drop on the store soon so we're we're super excited to talk to this talk to you guys about this and um, we hope you guys enjoy as always and um, if you're new to this podcast be sure to listen to our previous episodes if you haven't already also be sure to um, leave a thumbs up i don't know um, what platform you're listening on we're also on multiple platforms um, Spotify is the biggest one that we're on right now too. And, um, Apple music as well, not Apple music, but Apple, um, Apple, Apple podcast, I believe it is. Yep. Yeah. So, um, no matter what you guys are listening on, if you can, um, do anything you can to support us. Also, if you know us personally and you have any questions or anything, be sure to reach out to us on social media or, um, via the phone. But as always, thank you for listening. And like we always say at the end of the podcast, go, go get, get that, that gas money. money.